Welcome to Play by Players, an MLSPA podcast. This show is brought to you by the players and is all about the players, both past and present, who have plied their trade in MLS. You'll hear about each player's journey into the game, their careers and life after the game, on the field and off. It's all on the table. Now here's your host, former MLS player, Bobby Boswell. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Play by Players. Today's guest is just like me in that we are both young at heart. The difference is, is that I am no longer young in the professional sports world. While he is maturing nicely at the ripe age of 22, he has played over 75 professional games with over 50 of those coming in the MLS. He has represented the United States at every level of the youth system, playing over 40 games across various competitions, where he has not only won some hardware, but also represented the red, white, and blue at the biggest stage in the Youth World Cup. Please welcome to the podcast, Jalen Lindsay. Hey, Bobby, how you doing? Good, man. Thank you for uh, for coming on today. I'm pretty excited. Uh, you know, I, I I do feel young at heart, so spending time with you today will uh, will, will bring me down in age. I hope. Yeah, I hope to I hope to influence you on the on the, on the young life. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's interesting. Normally, uh, we do a linear process where uh, we talk about where you're from and how you got to where you are now. In your case, um, where you started and where you are now is the same city. So um, tell uh, for those that aren't familiar with your story, uh, you're from uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, which is the newest MLS uh, team in, in MLS. It's an expansion team. And you are one of the uh, one of the star defenders there. Uh, can you tell everybody that's not familiar with Charlotte, uh, you know, give us an elevator pitch on what Charlotte is like? Uh, I would say Charlotte's one of those cities where I tell people all the time, we're like, Charlotte isn't like a huge city, but it's not like a small city. And it's just like, one of those cities, like it's in between. It's not like too crowded. It's not too small, but it's just like the perfect size that you like meet different people. And it's like different small groups around the area. Um, but for sure, like, I think the biggest thing for me was like when I first moved away from Charlotte compared to now is like, I mean, it's two different things. Like Charlotte's just a growing city. Like more people are coming here, like more buildings are being built. And I think it's just such a growing city, especially, I mean, in the soccer world as well. I mean, you can obviously tell with like having, you know, 70, some 70,000 some fans at our first game. Like you can obviously tell this, the sports, you know, life here, this, the culture here in Charlotte's like just growing as well. So uh, yeah, Charlotte is definitely for sure just like a sports town, and it's just like a really good city. Yeah, you bring up sports town. I know you're a you're a big sports fan. Uh, you know, I've, I've seen you're a Ronaldo fan and a Kobe Bryant fan, um, but you're also a Cam Newton fan, and and the Carolina Panthers play there. I also think it's the home of NASCAR, at least the NASCAR Hall of Fame. So kind of some weird, uh, some weird pockets of sports there, but. Uh, some really cool stories about you growing up. Uh, you're a big football fan. You go to the games. I actually saw some photos of you with the players. I think there's a really cool one uh, with one of my favorite trash talkers, the Steve Smith, yeah, yeah. Um, when you were a child. And in Charlotte's also, people don't realize this, but most of the uh, the ICC or the inter, uh, was it Intercontinental International Champions yeah. Cup, um, yeah. those games were always featured in Charlotte at some point, yeah. and you grew up going to those. So um, just talk about what it was like going going to that stadium and and seeing those those games seeing some of the biggest international stars in the world playing there to now you know you just played Chelsea uh, you just played some of the biggest stars in the world as a player on the field talk to us a little bit about what that's been like for you yeah yeah for sure when I was younger like I took people all the time like when I was at obviously the ICC games you know growing up like I mean every time me, it was, me and my mom usually go with like a couple of like my soccer friends at the time and like 
we would go to those games. Those games would be packed. I mean, you had like at least, you know, I would say 30 to 40,000 there. Like, and that's when I kind of knew, like, and me and my mom were kind of knew, like, we always talked to each other about it. We're like, you know, Charlotte should get like an MLS team at this time. Like I was, I was still like 14, 15 at this time. So, I mean, they're still a long ways away, but uh, I was like, if they get a team here, like, I mean, the city would love it. Like, I feel like, like a lot of people would go to the games type thing and whatever. And, you know, obviously I go to those games, you know, those are teams that I watch week in, week out on TV and in Champions League or in the league itself. And, um, you know, going to those games was, was amazing. I mean, I, I saw a bunch of games. I saw the, the last thing, the last ICC game I saw was like Liverpool versus Dortmund. I saw like Chelsea versus PSG, AC Milan. Like I, I saw like a lot of good teams play. Um, and then obviously now to like, it's the crazy thing is like, you know, when Chelsea comes here to play, like just like a little over a week ago. Um, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I, I mean, like I said, again, like you watch these guys week in a week out, you try to learn from these guys on TV and now you're like on the same pitch as them. And you're just like, for me, I was just kind of like, at first, like I first like ran out to the field, like before the whistle, I was kind of like, wow, this is it. <laughs> it's like, I'm playing against these guys for real. Um, and then once you got the game a little bit, I got, I got a lot more comfortable. So. Um, sure. it, was, yeah, it, was just, it was just a great experience. Like, I mean, like you're still, for me, like I was just still learning like from what they were doing on the pitch. Like I was playing against them type thing. You know what I mean? So it was just a great experience. Like I was, even for myself and, you know, for the team to have like a good challenge for us, especially where, since we're midway through the season, almost, you know, get to the end of the season. Um, so it was just a good challenge all around for everybody. So it was just a great experience overall. Yeah. You talked a, a little bit about your mom there, big, important part of your life. You know, you do uh, anyone that follows you on social media knows you're a big family guy. We'll maybe get into that a little later. Um, you know, let's talk about growing up and playing club soccer. Um, we're going to talk about how you have to move away to, to you know, really get some experience um, at the academy level. But uh, what was what was club soccer like in Charlotte for you? Um, I believe you were at the Charlotte Soccer Academy. Yeah. But, um, you know, what was it like there in, in terms of competitiveness and, and, you know, in the state of North Carolina? Uh, yeah, so for sure. It's so like – uh, so my mom was actually like my first coach for growing up, like playing rec soccer. She was my first coach. So I got, I, I guess I give her a lot of credit for getting me to the game a little bit. And, you know, turn, I guess I turned out pretty well, I guess a little bit. So um, I give her <laughs> a lot of credit out. for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, no. So I think like, obviously then, you know, I grew up, you know, playing with CSA. Uh, it was just a good experience. Like I had, I had a bunch of different coaches and then obviously, um, you know, I think the biggest thing for me, I like, this is the funniest story. Like, at the time, like, you know, obviously the pre-academy or the academy at the time, like the DA was like the big thing. So like, you know, I was just so nervous. I was going to make the team or not. Like, I was just sitting there like, am I going to make it or not? Like, this is like, my mom was like, you're going to make it like, stop, like you're tripping over it, whatever. Um, but that, that was a, that's a funny story, but um, growing up with that CSA culture, I think really pushed me in a lot of ways. I had a lot of different coaches that I guess see, like saw me in different ways. Like, so like I, I grew up, all like being a striker and like a winger and like, you know, for me, like I was just all about scoring the goals, being like an offensive player. Um, and I remember I had one coach, like my U13, U12 level, and uh, he put me at center defensive mid. And like, for me, like that, it was like middle of the game. Like that game was like probably one of the hardest games I've probably played to this day. Like I just had no clue like where I was going. And like my coach was just chirping me the entire game. Like you gotta be here. You gotta be here. You're like, you gotta pass the ball here. Like you gotta like, just like being in these different spots. And I was just like, dude, like I just play striker. And I just try to score goals. Like this is something different. Um, but that's just like one little thing that like, you know, it put me in a position like I was like uncomfortable a little bit. And like, I mean, I think that's, that's what kind of like is one thing that I still stick with me this day is like, you know, 
you know, being uncomfortable is like, okay. You know what I mean? So um, I think that was helped me a lot. And like I said, there's other coaches that push me as well in different ways. And um, you know, eventually I was a forward, but then going to the Academy, I ended up being like a defensive mid, like being a center back type thing. And like, so like my whole career just kind of went from straight up score all the goals. And now I'm like protecting the goal now. And it's like, I want to go back, but it's all good now. Uh, you, you bring up U12s. That was uh, for those keeping track. That was a whopping ten years ago. Um, <laughs> so uh, kind of funny that you like that was one of the harder games. Um, you know, obviously that club uh, did prepare you. And for those that um, I've noticed with Jalen and the stuff building up to this, I use a lot of uh, the acronyms for these things. So the DA Academy is the Developmental Academy, um, and you pretty much had to play in that if you wanted to do anything. And I think uh, the big two guys out of uh, out of the CSA or Charlotte Soccer Academy were you and uh, I think it's Thomas Hilliard Arce, yeah. who's yeah. also uh, MLS as well. Um, but talk to me about at what point did you get called into the national team before you were shipped off to uh, you shipped off to Kansas City or, or were you already on their radar? Uh, yeah, so I so I got called into the U14 national team camp like probably like in 2013. I went to I remember I went to a couple camps before that. Um, before going to Kansas City so okay so and, and that's kind of a theme here and and one that we hope to continue uh, in your career but uh you know you you know you don't usually see guys do the under 14 all yeah. the way up to to where you are now um you know usually guys fizzle out or, or other guys grow and catch up to them so kind of impressive that you were able to play with uh you know like I said at every level um but you talked about you start getting noticed and then as we hinted to uh, I think it was your freshman year of high school that you end up going out to yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, and for those, uh, you talked about your mom being your first coach. Your mom's also an educator. Is that right? She's a teacher. Yeah, she's a third grade teacher here in Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just have to imagine. Um, you know, well, first tell us how does it even come about that you get an offer to move across, you know, halfway across the country to to follow this uh, this dream to be a professional soccer player. So I think when it first started out. Um, I think the thing was like, it was like when I was getting called into these camps, these national team camps, I kind of noticed uh, the certain guys that were in MLS academies. Like it was almost like each camp they came back, they were just kind of like getting a lot better. And I, I think for me, like personally, it wasn't anything with like CSA or anything like that. I think for me personally, I feel like, I think I was like just too comfortable at CSA at the time. So it's just kind of like, I guess I wasn't, there was, there was a time period where like, you know, I was kind of like, you know, the better, like better ones on the team. And like, you know, I was always relied on type thing. And so like, there's kind of a me, like personally, I feel like I was just kind of like, I want to say going through the motions, but like, feel like I wasn't like pushing myself in ways that I know I could can. And, you know, it was, it came about, like I was talking to my mom about it and like, you know, I just was like, you know, I feel like, you know, going to an MLS Academy, um, you know, would be, you know, a great option for me because, you know, obviously you have, when you go to the MLS Academy, you have the MLS first team already there. And so you kind of have like that end goal, like when you're in the academy, like you're like, all right, like I want to be on, you know, for me at the time, I was like, I want to be on the Sporting KC first team at the time. Like I had that main goal and that's what I wanted to do. Um, so that's how it kind of came about. And, you know, we talked to a couple of different teams, but Sporting was one of the ones that uh, they scouted me like at a showcase in North Carolina. And they were kind of the ones that were pushing more towards me and they were kind of like all for me. Um, and so the funny thing is most people nowadays will would actually – you know, they'll get noticed. They'll go out for a trial for a week, you know, see how they like it and come back. For me, I literally just went straight out there. My mom dropped me off and we drove 14 hours. My mom dropped me off with the host family. was like, well, this is it. <laughs> like, I love you. Like, <laughs> do your best, I think. So 
it was just like fun. It was just a quick turnaround. Like I just like, I'm driving 14 hours with my mom, my brother. They dropped me off with like some random family. And it's like, you know what? Like, I, I, I'll see you when I see you type thing. And, you know, like just go do your thing. How did you handle that? I mean, you, I didn't mean have like, time, you didn't have time to process it, right? Yeah, seriously. Like it was, it was like, it took me like a little bit of processing. Like, all right, this is actually like kind of real. Like I'm not with my mom anymore type thing. But um, I, I, I think a big part of me, like what kind of helped me a lot was, being at those national team camps i mean you're there for like a week long in you know california or florida or wherever you're at and then you're obviously away from your mom and your parents or whatever so it's just kind of like you get kind of used to being away from your parents and you're being with the boys type thing so um i think that's what kind of helped me adjust a little bit from that like that i guess that period of time going from north carolina to kansas um but yeah it took me like two weeks to be like like how do i act with the host family do i Am I allowed to act like normal? Am I, can I do this? Like, can I just go in the pantries, eat stuff? Like, I was just kind of like, it was, it was a whole big adjustment, trust me. But, um, you know, eventually I got, I got, you know, used to everything and like that. So and then, you know, obviously smooth sailing from there. So. And did you live with uh, one family the whole time or did you kind of move to family, family and how'd that work? So I, so I live with three. So I lived with one. Um, and then I eventually moved out of there just because, uh, like with their schedule and my schedule, it just kind of like didn't work out with like rides and stuff. I had to have my driver's license at the time. So it was just a little bit hard. Uh, the second family I, I lived with, uh, I mean, they're all, all these families were great. And then third family I lived with, um, or second family, sorry, second family I lived with, they were great as well. I lived with another teammate with them. Um, and everything was great. And then eventually, um, I moved out. That's when I moved out to the residency down in, uh, Bradenton, Florida. And then when I came back to Casey after my uh, after the year there in residency, um, I lived with another family, uh, and they were awesome as well. And then I eventually just moved out and got my own place. So, yeah, and, and you know, I come from I'd say like MLS 2.0. I don't even know what we're in like 4.0 now, but like it used to be that guys had to live with families like that were 22 years old because they couldn't afford to live in the city yeah. based on the salary. So it's kind of really refreshing to hear that you were just so young, you couldn't even drive that you had to live with a family because you were just you couldn't be on your own. Um, I also, you know, two points. Uh, did your mom, like, how did she feel about you? It sounded like she was all on board, like dropping you off and getting out of there. But it, uh, how did she, as a teacher, how did she accept you prioritizing? I mean, it sounds like you make this decision. It's like, I'm going to give this thing a full go at, at making the pros. Um, you know, you're almost putting your education on the back burner. How did she, you know, did y'all have a talk about that? Like, Hey, look, I don't care that you're doing this. I think it's great, but you still got to prioritize your education here. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, there was like a lot of big discussion between obviously me and my mom, and my dad, uh, before even making this decision. And like, I mean, there was times where like me and my mom were like literally sitting on the stairs at our house, just like literally sitting there for hours, just like talking about like the pros and cons of everything like that. Cause I mean, it's a big decision moving out for me being 14, 15 years old, moving out halfway across the country on my own type thing. So, I mean, it's just a lot, it was a lot to process and obviously a big moving step in my career. So um, I think the big thing was my mom knew how much soccer meant to me based on like, you know, she, I mean, she saw me every day of my life. So like, she knows, you know, how the way I act towards things and, you know, like just the way, you know, I think about soccer and like, she, and she knew for a hundred percent that I was all about soccer, like a hundred percent, like, and so that's why she was so you know, supportive of me going out to Kansas City. Cause she was like, look, I know you can go out there and do this thing. I know you can go out there, you know, get your pro contract and, you know, keep doing your thing and keep getting better, you know, each year or each day. So uh, she was very supportive of it. At the same time, like 
like like you said like she's an educator as well so like she was obviously saying like you know like you know you gotta take care of your school type thing whatever and like and i've always been a guy like i always took care of my schoolwork like no matter what like even if i went on trips and i was gone for weeks like i always got my stuff done um and stuff like that so and, and she knew that as well and that's why she trusted me a lot to go out there and do my thing so um i mean that was kind of the best like, bigger discussion that we had which is about uh you know going out there and do my thing and you know obviously with the school as well and, and you talked about you started high school in carolina you go to high school out in kansas city uh you spent time in bradenton uh, i mean i think i saw somewhere did you end up going to like five different high schools is that did i get that number right i think it's six but yeah six high yeah. schools uh, yeah. just i mean on one hand it's got to be tough but it sounds like you sound like a pretty like uh, resilient guy just kind of go with the flow i mean what what was that like going from i mean that's a really tough time for a lot of people figuring out who they are and uh you don't really have a lot of stability it sounds like going to you know that's less than uh you know you only get four years of high school unless you're a dumb dumb like me uh and, and in that case you're still switching around um you know a ton how did you handle that yeah i mean like i said like i like my mom knew how much like like she obviously knew what my thoughts were about soccer. So like I kind of did everything I could in my power to kind of fulfill my dream of being a pro soccer player. And so like, I mean, there, there's obviously sacrifices being made when you're trying to, you know, go for a dream. And like, you know, like that was like one thing I, I was like the one thing I did sacrifice in my life was kind of like the high school life a little bit. Like, you know, I, I did I have, like you ask me right now, do I have a lot of high school friends? I, I probably would say no. I mean, all my friends were all soccer friends or like, people at school that I knew that played soccer or whatever. So like I was never the one that like was always like down to go for, you know, school hangouts on Fridays or Saturdays. Like I had, you know, the practice, I had games on the weekend, like traveling, you know, thing type thing. So, um, I mean, obviously it's hard, like looking back at it, it's like, Oh, like, do I want to have that high school experience or did I like, but I would say no, because now it's like, I'm here now, you know, like I just signed my second deal in, in, in the MLS. Like I'm, you know, living the dream back home in Charlotte, like, so I can't regret anything one bit. So, um, but I mean, it was a great journey. Like, obviously it was hard at the time. Like I went from, you know, doing in school to another high school to going to Bradenton to, to doing like two online separate uh, like classes or whatever. So um, it, it was just, a, it was like a one big circle that just kind of just like, it was all over the place in my school. But like I said, I always got my, I always got my school stuff done and stuff like that so i mean that was a, it was a really good experience but like it was just very like weird i guess if you ask anybody else like yeah. people ask me yeah. all the time they're like they're like how many like where high school did you go to i'm like i mean i went to this one but like i went to like five other ones so it's just kind of like all over the place so so, so we do do a high school theme on this podcast so blue valley west high school um, was that that's the school you graduated from yeah so that's the school i first started out when i first got to kc and then i ended up graduating there so yeah, and that's like the most all-American sounding school name of all time. That was the Jaguars. I think Matt Beasler was uh, was an alum yeah. alum of that. Um, yeah. You know, do you, let's ask you this, and then we'll move on past this. But uh, do you remember all the mascots of all six of the schools you went to, or no? Oh, that's a tough one, right? I mean, I mean, I know for sure IMG at the Ascender, um, which is stupid, but that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, oh my God! Um, I grew up. I grew up. I grew up playing. I'm from Florida, so I grew up. Okay, playing, okay, yeah, yeah. So like, I hated that program. They were always good. <laughs> I hated that program, so that's why um, I'm allowed to say that. So Jaguar, the Jaguars, um, yeah, Cinders. I went to so I went to Blue Valley Northwest as well, but I can't even think what their mascots are. Well, um, let me say this: the other thing I thought was hilarious in looking at this was 
the school's name was Blue Valley West High School, but it also looks like there were four or three other Blue Valley schools and they just named them directions. <laughs> so you would logically think like North, East, West, South, but it's like, no, you've got West and then you've got Northwest and then we got Southwest. Um, it's very confusing. And then I was thinking about in general, the Midwest is confusing because yeah. Kansas City's not even in Kansas. So it's like, I just, it's a confusing thing. We'll move on past high school. Uh, let's talk about, um, you know, you with uh, Sporting KC, you know, you had some, some time with the youth teams. You talked about getting called away. Um, but just talk to me about the first couple of times you got called into the first team training, right? Where it sounds like you knew this moment was coming. So you maybe are more prepared than most, but it still had to be a, a very emotional uh, process for you. Yeah. So I think the first couple of times, um, you know, I went there, I mean, obviously it's like a, I mean, I mean, it's a totally different level compared to what, like when I was playing the Academy. So like, obviously I went up there, you know, obviously I had the intention of going into training, like, you know, I got to go do my own thing. You know, it is what it is. Like I might make mistakes as being a younger guy. Like I'm like 15, 16 at this time. Like I'm still like, you know, trying to figure out like, you know, like I'm trying to figure out life in general, you know what I mean? So like, but obviously soccer is my entire life. So, um, you know, when I, the first couple of times I went, uh, I mean, all the guys are very supportive. I mean, obviously you guys have a couple of guys that are always like hard asses on you and they'll be like, like, you know, say some stuff, be like being a little kid, being a little rookie or whatever, but that's completely normal. So, um, but it was a great experience being up there. Cause you get to see what the pros are like, you know, what they do you know, on the field, what they do off the field, how they eat type thing. So I already kind of had a visual the first couple of times, after the first couple of times I trained with them, I was kind of like, all right, this is how I should be doing things now, like in the academy. So I, whenever I go back down the academy, whatever I kind of learned at the first team, that's what I would apply to back in my game in the academy. So yeah, it was just a great experience for sure, like going down there or going up there and, you know, training with them for a bit and then just kind of like carrying it over to the academy. And you talked about who, who would you say, um, you know, did anyone take you under your wing? Um, you know, at this point, are you pretty much locked into outside defender or, um, you know, what, what was your, what was your role when you went in there? Yeah. So, I mean, the, at the time, like, so I was in the Academy, I was kind of bouncing back and forth between, uh, you know, right back and center back. So uh, I was kind of like in between a little bit. And then it was usually when I went to the national team, at U 17, uh, I was put out at, at outside back and right back. So I was just pretty much a, mainly a right back in the national team. And, Somewhat, I'll play center back here and there, but there's mainly a right back. And then, you know, eventually sporting was like, all right, well, if national team sees you kind of there, like, well, you know, we'll obviously like try you out there and see how you do. And, you know, eventually I did pretty well. And that's when after that, um, kind of after the World Cup, uh, kind of before the World Cup is when I'll go to the first team. I'm like more of like a center back, right back type thing. So um, obviously, like being a young guy, it's just kind of like, you know, where you needed to be. Like if there's a spot open, like at being center back or right back, I kind of just filled in or whatever. So um, you know, when I, when I went up there, I just kind of fully focused and just kind of like did my thing, you know what I mean? Just kind of go out there and play and do my thing. So. And, and who you said, you kind of hinted at some people were helping you, uh, you know, who was, who was giving you a hard time and, and we, you know, we don't, we don't have to go too far down this, this road, but, uh, who, who was like, I, I, listen, I played some of my best rivalries were with the KC teams that kind of were right before you. And while you were yeah. there, um, you know, I hated playing against CJ and, and, uh, you know, Kai was a, a handful and then you had, uh, you know, uh, uh, Teal, like it was like a really, you know, there was a very well coached team and it was a great battle. So I can't imagine being a young guy um, just with the way Peter coaches, like it's, it just seems so intense all the time. Uh, I would imagine it's very hard for a young guy to come in and, and uh, you know, you get, you get beaten up, right? Oh, for sure. 
so I would say like two guys uh, that like I kind of noticed the most. I mean, they weren't like I would say like you know hard on me, but like you know like here and there they'll make comments of just like stuff, and you kind of just know like they're talking about you, and it's kind of like oh like this doesn't feel good. Uh, I would say one guy was Jacob Peterson. And then the other one was Ico Parr, but I ended up loving Ico Parr because I played with him my first year at KC. So, um, and obviously I met Jake because now he's like works with sporting now and like he's a great guy now. So, but back then I was just kind of like, okay, these two guys just don't like me at all. I was just like, this is not good. Like, <laughs> whatever. So, Jake, Jake, Jake doesn't like anybody. So, it's not a big <laughs> deal, you know, like I know Jake, I've known Jake forever and uh, he's just an angry guy, but that's his, uh, and he and he is an absolutely wonderful commentator. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for um, sure, for sure. He's one of my favorite in MLS, um, you know, or any anything for that matter. So it's kind of great that, you know, he was so uh, he was so like I feel like he's so good with words and hurting you. Like he when he, he played against <laughs> him, he would always say things to like try to try to break your soul, you know. So it's yeah, kind of yeah. funny to hear as a youth, you're like, God, he was so hard on me. But it's like I know where you're coming from, and I played oh, yeah. with the guy, you know. So yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Okay, well let, let's talk about. Um, you, you kind of hinted at the getting called away. Um, talk to us a little bit. You've been to some amazing places with these youth national teams, right? I, I think you, yeah. I, I saw you've been to like the Czech Republic and Italy and, yeah. um, you know, uh, I think you've been to Asia or mm-hmm. just, just tell me about what, what are the memories you have um, of the places you got to go just being a, you know, first you're like, I'm just this kid from North Carolina, big drive across the country to, um, you know, to go to Kansas city and now you're, you're a globetrotter going on these trips, you know, representing your country. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy to think like when I first, like my first trip was with the national team. I was like 14. We went to Croatia, like my first trip. And it's just like, I, I, my, I'm like literally at 14 going out to Croatia to go play soccer for the national team against Croatia. Like it's, 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 it's unreal. It's like something that you kind of like a little bit dream of a little bit. Um, and then now, like, it's just like through that, like last couple of years, it's like, you know, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. So, like, people ask me all the time, like, so, like, have you been out of the country? And I'm like, uh, quite a bit, actually. Like, I've been, like, all over the place. Um, but, I mean, like, there's, like, a, a lot of memories. I mean, like, I mean, just playing different teams. Obviously, like, you have guys that, you know, you see guys that plays in Champions Leagues now that you're kind of like, oh, yeah, we played them in this country or whatever, like, certain tournaments and stuff. Um, I think one big – my first big memory was we went in U15. Uh, we were in Italy. We won the tournament um and we want i think we played an age group up as well so we had like a couple guys come down that were born in 99 come down to help us play um and we eventually won that tournament and i think that was like a big milestone like for me i was kind of like you know this is like this is crazy like we would just want like an international tournament type thing with a bunch of different countries and um that was like one obviously big memory the other member like i mean all the, the other trips was kind of like you know went there for like a week week and a half you know went you know played the different countries and like whoever was there or whatever um, I guess another big memory of mine, like my favorite place, uh, we went to Dubai before the world cup, U 17 world cup. We went, we were there for two weeks preparing and I mean, it was just a great experience. Like, I mean, going to Dubai is obviously great. And then we, we get to play, I think we played Mali, um, and we played a couple other, you know, different countries to prepare, but, um, and obviously I've been to India twice. Uh, that was a pretty good experience. Like well, the first one was like, like a prep, uh, to like kind of see how the heat was and type thing. We played like a little Asian tournament type thing. Um, no, obviously the second time we went to India was the world cup. And that was obviously like a fantastic don't, experience. Don't, don't, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but, no. <laughs> uh, but, um, let's, I'm going to, I'm kind of, I'm jumping around here a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, let's, let's talk about, um, you obviously are building experience. Um, you're, you're 
you're gaining experience through these international tournaments, you're moving up and down through the team, and then you eventually sign this homegrown contract um, and you join a really, really good list of guys, you know, Eric Palmer Brown, Kevin Ellis, Daniel Salouy, Jean, uh, Gianluca Busio, it's just to name a few of those guys. Um, talk to me about, did you feel like when you signed that, it was, it was kind of like, I knew it, I mean, or was it still just pretty awesome, you know, for, for what you were hoping for? I mean, it, it was something that I was working towards, I mean, like pretty much ever since I got to KC, like it was something that, you know, I wanted ever since I stepped foot uh, in Kansas city, like, you know, playing soccer and, you know, eventually when it kind of came around, like Peter kind of gave me hints here and there, like, you know, if you keep working, like, you know, good things will come type thing. And um, I remember like the one conversation he had before, you know, I did sign was like, he was asking me like what certain positions I was like comfortable playing in. And that's when I kind of knew, like, I was kind of like, okay, like maybe they're interested in like, you know, give me a contract. So, so when it kind of came around, I kind of knew what kind of right away, I was like, okay, like I expected this type thing, but same time, obviously I'm excited. Like, I mean, it's, like, you don't get to see every day a contract in front of your face, you know, be, be a pro athlete, you get to make money for doing something you love. So um, I was obviously pretty excited and uh, I was kind of expecting a little bit, but at the same time, I was also like, you know, thrilled and, um, and all the good stuff, obviously joining a you know, great program and stuff like that. So I was obviously very excited. And was, uh, was Swope before you went to the World Cup or, or after? Uh, so I played with Swope before residency. Okay. So, so you sign with the team. That's kind of what I was getting at. I don't want to try to keep it in some kind of order here. Um, you sign with the team. Um, my favorite thing is uh, one of the, you know, it's a great story for you. Um, and, and you hinted at it earlier when you said uh, 99s came, uh, were able to play. And that's right, folks. We're, uh, he said, born after 2000. Uh, you were, you know, you sign, you end up going down to the USL affiliate, uh, which is Swell Park Rangers. Um, and at age 16, you become the first American player to play a professional match that was born after 2000. So that's kind of a, a really cool piece of uh, piece of history that you own. Um, it's going to be you know stuck with you. You'll probably hear that on every podcast or interview you do uh, like this going yeah. forward. I'm sure you've heard it before. And I think that's really cool. Um, talk to me about, you know, when when someone, you know, you're so young, did you look at the the USL move as a, an opportunity or were you a little frustrated? Cause you thought, man, maybe I should, you know, I don't want to go down there. I want to be playing with the first team. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to try to back this up a little bit because uh, I think it's kind of mixed around a little bit. So you know, I was still in the Academy when Swope first came around. And so I signed an Academy contract with the Swope team. Okay. And so, and so this was before residency. So like I was, you know, training every day with the Swope team. Uh, they were obviously USL at the time. So I was training with them the entire time. And then that's when uh, I started playing a lot, a lot more games. And then eventually I got my chance to make my debut, uh, you know, at age 16, uh, being the first, first 2000 born uh, to play. So, I mean, I mean, that was obviously a great experience. The coach at the time uh, was Mark Dos Santos. And obviously like the recent, last couple of years, he's coached like with Vancouver and LAFC now. And um, I mean, he was a great coach. Like he, he believed in me. And like, I, I thank him a lot because he was one of those coaches that, uh, like he knew I had potential. So he was always pretty much like pretty hard on me sometimes, but at the same time, always gave me great feedback and stuff. So, and obviously he gave me a chance and, you know, he trusted in me. So I, I thank him a lot for that. Um, and obviously at that time, like for me at that time, I was a bit uncomfortable because of the level of play. Like I go from playing at Academy and I'm still 16, you know, I'm playing center back at this time. So it's just kind of like, 
I'm still trying to like get used to the level and stuff like that. So for me, like I never really told anybody this, but like I was, I guess with Swope, I was a bit frustrated because, you know, it was just like, it was just tough. It was tough. Like I still had to try to prove myself at the same time. And then like, you know, when you kind of enter that professional level um, and I get this quote from Matt Beasler's book, because it's a really good quote. Like when you sign that kind of professional deal, it's almost like your entire career, like starts over. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, what you did beforehand. Like if you won high school or college, whatever, like, like when you go to that pressure level, like you have to prove yourself all, all over again. And so that was something that didn't really hit me when I was training with Swope was like, you know, like I have to go prove myself. Like I can't just be this guy that, you know, did plays a national team and, you know, like gets called in the first team training. I can't just like go in right away and expect to like start and stuff and play a lot. You know what I mean? So um, that was a for sure experience for sure. And like, I, I got a couple of games with them. Um, and that was like right before I went to residency um, and then like midway through the season with Swope, I, that's why I ended up going to residency and then um, eventually signed my deal after residency with Sporting. Okay. Well, thank you for, for, that yeah, yeah, awesome. for sure. For sure. That was awesome. Um, you know, the, you've played for some incredible coaches and I want, I want to talk about that in a little bit. Um, you've had, you know, I don't know, I think it's, there are a lot of great coaches, but you've, you know, your tree is pretty impressive, even at 22. Um, let's go to the, the world cup. Um, I, this is one of my favorite things to go into. I love the world stage. I love looking at these tournaments, especially the youth ones. We've had guys on the podcast before, uh, much older than you that played in these, and it's some of their best memories, um, even when they're 40 years old, right? It's, yeah. it's just, it's so raw and, and uh, so pure. I, I, I don't know the right words for it. I'll, um, but just talk to me about going to this tournament. I mean, the names of the guys that you, you talked about playing different guys at different levels, yeah. the tournament, this tournament alone, I mean, it's got, uh, I could spend a podcast probably just going through who played on what team. And, um, you know, as far as the American squad, I think, you know, Serginio Des is there, Josh Sargent. Um, I was following it pretty closely because I, I love Chris Durkin. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it was something that I actually watched in real time. And, and it was a lot of fun to see you guys have some success, but, uh, you know, tell us what it was like to, to be there and, and experience that. I mean, uh, it was, it was amazing to be honest with you. Like, I mean, as a, I mean, as a kid, like you dreamed to play in a world cup and to play at the world cup stage, like for real, but like, I mean, not like the biggest world cup, but like obviously being a U 17, like at that time, like that's like the biggest competition you could play in at that age. And I mean, playing in a world cup, it's just like, it was just like a, dream come true type thing like you're actually in a world cup like you're doing this thing you're trying to fight for your country you're fighting for the badge you're fighting for everybody back home like like it just it was just it had everything that you wanted you know and kind of like what your dream would want to be um and so i mean there's just a lot of things uh, there's different experiences like we're, we're still in india or you know training every day on different pitches um you know we're kind of in a different environment um, you know, we're traveling different cities during, you know, this time during different games, which is like, was just like, so like weird to me. I was just kind of like, you know, we're playing one game, like two games in this city. And then we're going to travel this city for the last game. Like it was just all over the place, but it was just like, it was great. I mean, that's just what, what, what world cups about. And I mean, especially that first game when we played India, like the host country, it was like, I think that I, if I remember they had like 40,000 fans there. So like right off the bat, it was just kind of like, well, this is it. This is, this is what I've been waiting for. This is the time time has come. So um yeah it was a great experience obviously like like you said like I played I mean with great guys like Josh Sargent Durkin uh Serginio Des you know Ayo Akinola like I mean I played with like a bunch of like Timothy Way like a bunch of like we had a great team and that was the best thing about it is like we went into that that tournament knowing that we were one of the top teams you know kind of in the World Cup to like go do well 
Um, and, you know, eventually we, we did pretty well, uh, I would say, but I mean, we had just had a really good team and like really good group guys. And we had great coaches as well. So uh, it was a great experience for sure for myself and I'm sure for the rest of the, rest of the team. Yeah, and for those that don't know, um, they were in a, a really tough group get done in Columbia. You guys only lose one game, but somehow with the way it worked, you were a third place team, but you were the top third place team. Yeah. You get uh, you draw Paraguay, I think, in the next round. You just crushed them, and then you get uh, you run into England, uh, and I believe it was they were led by uh, I think Jaden Sancho, uh, Sancho, and then Phil Foden, who got I think he got Player of the Tournament, yeah. um, and you know those guys ended up going on and winning the whole thing. So. Um, it was you lost to the champions, which is always yeah. it's terrible to lose. But if you're going to lose, uh, you lose to the champs. It's pretty. Exactly. Uh, That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's just like it makes it a lot better for us. So, yeah. And so that was uh, pretty impressive. There's a ton of MLS guys that were there. Um, you know, I, I, the Brenner was with, uh, with Brazil, I think. Um, I'm going to butcher the kid's name out of Vancouver. Calcedo, I think he scored against uh, against us. Um, so it was a really fascinating to go and look at these games and see the names of these players. Um, just really, really cool. So um, uh, appreciate you walking us through that. We kind of uh, we talk about you know you getting ready, but obviously you know seeing these players at this level, it had to be a huge uh, confidence booster for you and, and realizing like not only can I, I, I feel like when guys come back from these tournaments, they realize like not only can I compete for my country, I can compete against the best players in the world. And I feel like there's a next level when they come back. Cause it's like, you know what? I was playing against, you know, Phil Foden or Phil Foden uh, on the weekend, right? This guy plays for England and he's in, you know, at this big club. Um, now I've got to go play no offense to anyone in MLS, but like an MLS team, like I should be able to go out and perform. Did you feel that, that way when you came back from, from that tournament? I mean, yeah, I mean, a little bit, like, so, like, when I came back, um, you know, it was, like, kind of, we were, I think we were, like, more, more like, towards the off season. so, you know, when I came back, it was, like, I think right in preseason, it was just kind of, like, I, I, I kind of had that similar, you know, concept. I was, like, you know, if I can compete with, like, the best guys in the world at, at my age, I think, that play at higher levels than I do, I was, like, you know what, I think you know, I'm able to go out and you know, kind of do my thing, and, um, like I said, at the same time, like, you still, um, like when you get in that professional environment again, like your career starts over. So like, it didn't matter if I was at the U17 World Cup or not. Like I had to go, still prove myself every day in training with you know in front of the coaching staff and stuff like that. And even especially um, in the season as well, like I still had to, you know, prove to even like other teams and like maybe other people that are watching. Like you know, I can come out here and play even though if I'm 17, 18, 19, like or, or what. Like I still have to like go out there and show I, I can play. So um, I mean, I had I still had that similar confidence though coming from the World Cup, but um, I still kind of had to go out there and prove myself a little bit. And then you end up doing that. Talk to us a little bit about, you know, Kansas city. Um, I've got the, this is the old shirt here. Um, we weren't, we, we hate each other so much when they were, uh, I don't say they weren't good there, but they got a lot better uh, when oh, they, yeah. moved, they moved to the new stadium. And, um, you know, that, that stadium is awesome. It's one of the places I tell people they should go visit. Um, if they get a chance to go on a road trip, um, it's a, it's an incredible fan base, incredible atmosphere. Um, talk a little bit about your time there, um, you know, and you become you become more of a, a regular with the first team playing a lot of games, you know, occasionally scoring some goals on the road. Um, but talk to us a little bit about your success on the field there. Yeah, it was a great experience for sure. Like, um, and I think obviously Peter's one of those coaches that's, 
I think very uh, unique and different from other coaches I've had before. Um, you know, Peter's one of those guys that's like, you know, I kind of, you know, want certain things done. And if we don't get it done, then like, you know, it's going to be on us type thing. So, um, you know, he was a great coach. Like he taught me a lot about just, you know, having to you know fight for, you know, every game, every like touch of the ball, you know, having that winning mentality to go out there and just like do whatever you can to try to win. Um, and obviously I had great mentors as players you know, to look up to when I first got there. Like, I mean, you can't beat you know, looking up to guys like, you know, Graham Zussi, Matt Beasler, uh, Roger Espinoza. I mean, like those three guys were the main guys that I kind of look up to because I mean, those guys had so much success in their careers, like, you know, kind of like careers that I kind of have want to have one day. Um, so learning from those guys each and every day was just like kind of like a blessing, um, a little bit because, you know, just, you know, Matt and, um, Matt and Graham playing in the World Cup, um, you know, Roger playing, you know, at Wigan, winning the FA Cup against Man City and like obviously coming back here and playing and being like a legend for Honduras. Like, I mean, like it was just like a bunch of different like things at once that was just kind of like, all right, this is like pretty cool, like learning a lot of different things from them um, and, and every day in training. Um, so my time was great there. Like I had a lot of good time. Like my first year, obviously I had a couple of good stints in games. I think I played like either 11 or 12 games in a row or something like that. And you know, I played left back at that, at that point. And, um, and it was great. Obviously it was a different experience for sure. But at the same time, like I said, I had to go out there and prove myself. And, um, I feel like I showed, you know, the coaching staff and the rest of the players that I was able to play. Um, and I think that showed from playing, you know, back to back games consistently a little bit. So, um, that was pretty cool. And then my second year, um, I played, or I guess right in the beginning after preseason, uh, I went to a U20 camp, uh, and then I came back and then it was like right before the world cup uh, or the U20 World Cup, I uh, tore my meniscus. So I was out for probably like four, four and a half months or so during that season. And I think that was like the toughest thing for me was, um, you know, I go from, you know, playing, you know, practicing every day, you know, playing games on the weekend. And then now this is like my first like big kind of like, I get op obstacle in my soccer career. And, you know, now I'm out for four months, four and a half months. And, you know, it's like, something that I love is just kind of out the window right now and I can't do it. You know what I mean? So uh, I think the injury was like a big thing for me at first, like was like a big toll on me, like mentally, because there's just, you know, I can't go play soccer. I can't go out and run. I can't like, I can't really do anything really besides, you know, rehab and like go home and sit on my couch again. And then like, just I'll repeat for, you know, as well, as much as I can until I, you know, I obviously progress. Um, but at the same time, I, you know, I thank my injury a little bit because I think, for the long run, I think it helped me out a lot mentally for sure. Um, it helped me kind of just like get through things, you know, no matter, you know, the circumstance or when, like when things are tough, like you kind of just get, you know, get through it a little bit. And uh, I think I kind of translated on the field when I got back on the field, like I was sitting there, it was like, like, I really love this game. Like I'll do anything to kind of like just be healthy and stay, you know, on the field a little bit and kind of just like, almost like do as much as I can to kind of win a little bit. So um you know eventually I played like one more game in the MLS but I played most of my games with the second team the Swill Park Rangers at the time that year um to get some games in uh my third year uh we started I played more with like the second team again but then obviously COVID hit so then like that whole thing was just a mess like <laughs> I can't I can't even just oh my god it's just the whole coming back and individual individual trainings and like all this other stuff and like progressively like training with the groups like it was just a whole big hassle um, and then eventually, um, I got to play, you know, quite a few games during that year. Um, and obviously we made, you know, a playoff push, um, 
you know, in the playoffs, we played San Jose the first game. And that was like my first playoff game ever. And like we tied 3 3, went to PKs, and Tim saves like all three. And it's like, all right, that's well, like we're on to the next game, like type of thing. So, um, <laughs> But then we eventually lose to like, you know, Tim Ilya or not Tim Ilya. We, we eventually lose to uh, Minnesota United on uh, the next round. But I mean, that was a great experience for sure. I got a lot of good run of games in. I think I played like, you know, the, the last remaining like 12, 13 games in that season. Uh, it was a great experience for sure. Um, then obviously the next year, um, you know, I played a what couple point, games. At what point? Because there's a, they announce it at some point in here, right? You're still playing with KC when they announce it. Charlotte's getting a team, right? Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, my that's my third year, I think. My beginning, of my third year, I think. Okay, and then when you when you hear that, um, you know, and I, I think we'll have a lot of Charlotte fans listening to this podcast for the first time. So we got to give them some love. I know we're going to get back there eventually, but um, what what were you thinking when you obviously you're in Kansas City and that's you know that's your that's your goal is to like you said you're focused on playoffs, focusing on focusing on improving as a player, keeping your body healthy. But at the same time, now you've heard, okay, there's a, my home team's getting a, uh, my hometown's getting a team. You know, what are you, what are you thinking when that happens? I go back again. Just going back to chats with my mom, just, just talking about it. Obviously my mom is still here in Charlotte. So she's just like, oh my God, like Charlotte's getting a team. And like, like how cool would it be to, like for you to come back and play? And it was just kind of like, for me at the time, I was like, mom, like I still have two more years of my deal here at sporting. Like, you know, like, obviously, I have, to, I have to focus on what I got to do. Like, it's my team right now. Like, I got to focus on, you know, the games that we're in right now. Like, focus on what I can do for the team and sporting here. Um, but, obviously, it would be cool to go back at some point and play. And so, at the time, for me, it was, like, everyone kind of, like, there's people that always ask me in interviews. They were, like, oh, Charlotte FC got a team. Like, what are your thoughts on that? And it's just kind of, like, well, at the, at the minute, like, I'm focusing on sporting my team right now. Like, this is, like, what I need to focus on right now. Uh, this is where I'm at. And then, you know, eventually at some point in my career, I want to play for Charlotte. But um, did, you, was, did you reach out to your agent and say, hey, make this happen? Or did this just kind of happen organically that you end up moving there? Uh, so this will happen. This is, so this happened like more my fourth year. So uh, I played a couple games here and there. I scored two goals my fourth year at Sporting. Um, and then I kind of just had reoccurring uh I had a reoccurring hamstring injury in my, in my right leg. And I had you know, three different injuries with my hamstring. I, like I tore like different spots in my hamstring. So it was kind of like a tough period. Um, I mean, I think for me and like, I think for like my time at sporting, like did I have a lot of injuries, like I guess between the hamstrings and obviously my knee, it was just kind of like a hard time because, you know, I, I started doing well. I started scoring goals and then it was just kind of like, you know, I, I'm, being kept out because my hamstring like just kept you know reoccurring over and over again so um so this thing kind of happened uh I'm pretty sure you know like Charlotte reached out to my agent and was like you know would, would Jayla be interested in you know coming to Charlotte and obviously like, for me like you know being back home like yeah for sure like I would love to be back in Charlotte um it'd be a great you know idea for me like kind of I guess for myself kind of like restart uh kind of like re reestablish myself again with like in the league and stuff like that with a new team especially being back home um, so then obviously then obviously when they knew I was interested, um, obviously Charlotte went to sporting about it and then them and sporting kind of went like went back and forth over like a deal, like a trade offer. And then, um, then eventually, um, you know, the trade offer went through and then I became a Charlotte FC player. So now I'm here and living the dream. So. Yeah. You get traded in, uh, in December. Um, that had to be, that had to be a, a pretty cool feeling. Um, you know, just, just 
talk to us a little bit about, you know, what, you know, did you talk to guys that had been in expansion teams? Like, did you know, did you think you knew what was going to happen with this expansion type type organization or, or what, what was, uh, you know, what was your initial reaction? Um, yeah, I think my initial reaction was um, obviously it was bittersweet for sure. Like, cause I've been, I was at Casey for so long being in the youth team. I was there for like a total of seven years total, like with that organization. So obviously it was like, it kind of like was a little bit sad, like leaving a club that kind of grew me up a little bit and got me a chance to go to the pro level a little bit. And, and then obviously now, but at the same time, I was obviously like happy. I'm going back home. My mom's, you know, on cloud nine, like she's so happy for me to come back. Um, but no, I didn't really talk to anybody about like, about expansion teams. I kind of just like, I, I kind of wanted to go here into Charlotte, the team kind of not knowing what to expect. So I can kind of like mentally prepare myself, like, you know, for, you know, kind of whatever I kind of wanted to go in there, test kind of myself, test to see how I kind of do, um, you know, then eventually I kind of did, you know, pretty well in preseason with the team and, you know, eventually got a couple of good starts in. So. Well, let's talk about preseason because you had one of the, you've played for a guy that had, it's one of the wildest quotes, um, some other wild quotes that coaches said and uh, over MLS history, but the Miguel Angel Ramirez saying, I mean, it was like the stir of preseason, right? The whole right now we're screwed was his direct yeah. Right now we're screwed. Um, I have to ask, as, what was, as a guy in the locker room, what are you thinking, um, you know, when you hear something like that? Um, so, I mean, obviously at first, like the initial reaction is kind of like, well, you know, this is, I don't know, like, like it's, it's not something I guess you want to hear at, at first sighting of the initial reaction of like a player. You're kind of sitting there like, you know, like, does he trust in us as players to go out there and do our thing? But, um, you know, I think there was just, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know the entire story. Um, but I think there was just like, like there's stuff going on with like signing players and stuff like that, that he, I guess maybe he wanted. And I don't know if it like, did, it, if it just fell, fell through or if it's just like, there wasn't agreements on anything. So I think there was like certain big players that he wanted and maybe it just stuff didn't go through. That's just kind of my initial guess. Um, that's kind of why he said that quote. Um, but then I kind of, once I kind of like, I guess that was like my initial guess. So I was kind of like, okay, maybe that's maybe the reason why, but I'm not exactly sure. I'm not hundred percent. Um, so maybe that's just kind of like how I kind of initially reacted to it. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, you know, I, I again, it, your job, it sounds like you've always focused on what you control, right? You, just, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work hard and uh, it ends up working out for you. Talk to us. Um, you know, there's a famous picture out there of you, uh, first game, middle of the field. Just just talk about that first game against the, the Galaxy, 70, you know, almost 75,000 people for the home opener. I know people that were there um, said it was just absolutely, um, they could, you know, couldn't describe it. I, unlike any other uh, opening ever, or, you know, as a player, you know, what was that like for you? Oh, uh, it was, it was, I mean, I mean, personally for me, it was like one of those things I would probably never forget. It was probably like one of the best, I guess, at least one of the best moments in my soccer career so far. Um, like I said, like I grew up watching ICC games in that stadium, watching countless Panthers games in that stadium. And then for me to go in there and play in front of 74,000 fans in that stadium that I grew up playing in, it was just like, it's unreal. Like it was just something that, you know, I, you know, I guess now I can't, you know, just imagine it happening again, having 74,000 fans, hopefully at some point it will, but I mean, still it's just, it was unreal feeling and, 
I mean, the crowd was just great. I mean, obviously when you have 74,000, you know, with you at home, it's a lot better, but I mean, if, I, I know for sure if it was away, it'd be like, all right, this is kind of nerve wracking a little bit, but um, yeah, it was just a great experience. Like, I mean, for sure. Like, I mean, now that we're kind of down to history for that a little bit and it's just, it was, it was unreal for me. Like it was a great experience for myself. Yeah. We talked about um, your former coach. Uh, you played, you know, I know you played for Dos Santos. I think was you played for Paulo as well a little bit. Or... Yeah. Nagamura with the uh, uh, yep. Park Rangers. But but for the most part, you, you had real stability, right. And, and Peter, um, you know, Peter's been like one of the longest tenured coaches in like a, in American sports. Uh, he's up there with like Bill Belichick and Greg Popovich and stuff for how long he's been there. Yeah, um, yeah. So for you, for you coming into a new organization, you know, to already have really played for two coaches. Um, how have you handled that? And um, you know, the, rem- uh, the resume of, of, I don't even, how do you, Latanzio? Is that? Latanzio. Oh, look at me. Uh, yeah, go, <laughs> I, I butcher names. I apologize. But I mean, his resume is incredible. Incredible. Um, what, what's it like for you having a coaching change? And, and do you feel like, um, you know, this guy's pedigree in terms of the guys he's helped, you know, become world-class players is, is great. It's got to be helpful for you to have someone like that um, working with you every day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I obviously I got a couple of like messages when, you know, Miguel, when they switched coaches and stuff. And I mean, for me, it's obviously a, like a totally different feeling because obviously, like you said, like Peter's been at sporting for like, you know, so long and like, when I was there for the, my, all my four years, it was just kind of like, all I had was Peter. Like, and so then when I come to this team and then it's only like, uh, I forgot how many games it was. I mean, like we're midway through the season and we have a coaching change for me. I was just kind of like, well, that's just kind of like a big shock for me. I was just like, I was like, like, like I have, like I said, again, that goes back to again. Like I sat there and I was like, this is obviously different for me, but again, I got to go prove myself again and, you know, keep going at it. And that's why every day at training, I go, you know, go give a hundred percent every day. Like you never know who's watching, what could happen. Things could always happen. And, uh, you know, I mean, sure enough, like, you know, Latanti is our assistant coach. So like, obviously he's been watching me since preseason and, um, and stuff like that. So like, you never know what could happen. Um, but obviously the big coaching change was, I think a big thing for me, like mentally, cause obviously I've never been through something like that before. Um, but I think both, both these coaches, like Miguel was obviously great. He was a great coach for me. Like he, trusted me had a lot of faith in me and played me a lot of games and Latanzi like you said his resume is like fantastic and I mean uh, we, we always talked all the time and like he always told me about certain players that you know he's coached with and it's just like like you sit there and you're just like you really coach this guy like are you kidding me like and now you're like now you're here coaching me like it's just a, it's unreal that he's able to kind of share this experience that he had with me and with the rest of the players as well so yeah, that's incredible I mean um, you know I, I hope they give you confidence um, you know going forward. I mean, for you, what's what's next? What's your big picture? Obviously, right now it's uh, it's Charlotte and helping them uh, reach playoffs, compete for trophies. Um, I would imagine your your one of your big life goals is to probably go to the World Cup with the full men's team, um, and that's probably the next thing on your agenda. Um, is is that is that accurate to say? Yeah, for sure. I think that's. I think right now, for, for sure, Charlotte's on my mind just to focus on what I need to do here, focus on what the team needs, what the team needs from me, especially, um, and kind of just go out there and just kind of make our city proud and make our club proud as well. Um, and then obviously my, one of my obviously biggest and main goals is obviously to play and represent the badge, the U S uh, at a world cup at the main stage. And then I think obviously my kind of my next step, I want to see my career is to obviously go over in Europe, um, you know, and play, you know, like one of the, like, the top five leagues and, you know, play in champions league and, um, that's just something you kind of dream of every day. So that's kind of like my next step in my career. I, I, I'm going to try to achieve, but 
you know, whatever that comes, whatever it comes, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, kind of rush it in anyway, but you know, if it comes about, it comes about. So it's a matter of time. That's awesome. If, if you're impressed uh, by the way Jalen talks is, uh, you know, wise beyond his years. Uh, so am I. Um, he's on all the social media channels. You can find him on uh, Instagram and, and Twitter. I'm not on TikTok, so I'm not sure if you're on there, but um, on TikTok, yeah. there you go. TikTok. So you know, <laughs> keep, keep following him. He's a he's one of the uh, you know, one of the good young talents in MLS. I want to thank you for being a part of the podcast today. I think it's awesome, um, you know, to have such a young talent on and uh, someone that fans can not only see right now, but they can follow along with you for. Uh, at least another decade to, to watch you grow and, and like I say, hopefully go on and represent our country um, and go on to bigger and better things. So I want to thank you for giving us the time today. It really was an honor to have you on and I wish you luck going forward. No, I appreciate it, Bobby. That was fun. I, I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, and Lindsay, everybody. Thank you for listening to Play by Players. Visit playbyplayerspod.com for more episodes or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This has been a production of the MLSPA. Learn more at MLSplayers.org.